This is Three Valleys Radio. The heart is a bloom Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room And it's time for another of our In Conversation series. In this town You're out of luck Each week we catch up with a present or former Yobotown player or a celebrity fan to discuss their life within the sport. And we catch up with a bit of their favourite music as well. And this week we popped over to Nice in the south of France to catch up with Jean-Paul Kalala. Good evening, welcome to the show. Um, can you imagine what Del Boy and Monge 2 have got in common with today's guest? Well, I know you won't be able to, but at the time that Yeovil Town employed this gentleman, Del Boy was greeting everybody from France with the expression Monge 2, which of course we all know is peas. But um, John Paul Kalala took it all in the spirit that it was given, didn't you, John Paul? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Mods too, my friend. Mods too. <laughs> I remember you used to tell me that all the time, all uh, the time. Mods too, my friend. <laughs> you must, you must have thought I was round a bend. I reckon, don't you? No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had, we had a laugh in those days. But John, we, we're yeah, going to we we're going to talk to you about your career now and and uh, what have you. We're born in in. Um, uh, Lubumbashi in Zaire, if I pronounce yeah, that yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah in right. 1982. Um, yeah. But your actual football career seemed to start with Nice, is that right? That's right, yeah. I started uh, my football career with Nice, so uh, I went to the, the Nice Academy. Yeah. And um, I was able to find my first uh, professional contract at the club. Uh, obviously, uh, the relationship with me and the, the manager at the time wasn't the best. So uh, I decided uh, that um, I wanted to play in England. I was my favourite country at the time, uh, favourite favorite, um, favorite league I wanted to play in. Yeah. And when I had the opportunity to come over, obviously nobody knew me, so uh, I had to start from scratch. Yeah. And uh, I had the opportunity to, to, to join the town and, and was afraid at the time. And uh, I took it. But go back to your... your according to um, Wikipedia, where I've got all my information from, it says that you played 118 games for Nice B-side, though. Yes, I did. Yeah, so, I, I did. mean... I played a lot of games for the B-side, and obviously, because my relationship wasn't the best with the manager at the time, Yeah, yeah. Uh, he wouldn't give me my chance. Ah, so he right. used to pay me in the reserve all the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, came, it came a time where... Uh, I thought that uh, uh, I had done my time at that level. Yeah. And I, I needed to test myself uh, at a professional level, uh, and that's what I did. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Who was the manager at the time then? Uh, it was Gernot Hoch. Uh, can't say as I know him. He's a, he's a, he's a German. Yeah, it was Gernot Hoch. Um, yeah, okay. So um, when you got over to England, then that was 2005, and. Uh, Russell Slade signed you at Grimsby Town. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, Russell Slade signed me. Uh, he needed a player in midfield. And uh, I went there probably uh, one day on trial, it was, and uh, he made the decision to sign it off and his contract are pretty much straight away. So uh, we signed, uh, I signed the contract with uh, Grimsby Town for, uh, for one year, which was a good year for me. I was able to play uh, week in, week out. Obviously, we had a great run uh, in the cup. 
Yeah. Uh, which put my name on the map a little bit. And then uh, after that, uh, Russell uh, left for Yovo. And uh, in the summer, obviously, he gave me a call if I was interested uh, in, in following him uh, to the club. And obviously, for me, it, it, it was a little bit of, of a step up because uh, at the time, Yovo were uh, in, in, in League One. So yeah. uh, for me, yeah. uh, it, was, it was a good situation, a good club, uh, good people there. And uh, I was able to, to, to sign for Yovo. Uh, and, and to play for the club. I heard you signed for the club because the media manager was of a good bloke, but I don't know if that's right or not. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to laugh at that. Come on. <laughs> uh, um, but but going, going back to Grimsby a minute, you you uh, you failed to mention the fact that you scored the winner against Tottenham in the League Cup, which must have been quite a um, quite a thrill. Yeah, that, that was a great, great night. I still remember it, you know. I still have some people that talk to me about that night until this day. Yeah. That was a great night for me on the, on the personal level and as a team as well. We, against a good, good side, uh, against all odds, uh, I was able to score the winner uh, in a dramatic fashion. So, yeah. for me, uh, it, that was one of the, the highlights of my career, certainly. And uh, I remember this day uh, very firmly. 87th minute, Andy Parkinson's in-swinging corner, connected with Jean-Paul Kalala, who volleyed home from the edge of the area, it says here. So, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I remember that, yeah. I bet, uh, that's what I, it was. I bet you uh, went off on one of those mad runs of yours when you scored a goal, eh? <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. And yeah. to be fair with you, uh, somebody sent me the, the video of the goal uh, was from the last week. And that was a good memory, and uh, I, I, I had a great time that night. Uh, that was that was a great great win for us, for us against a good, good, good side from the yeah. team. Okay, let's have the first of Jean Paul's musical tracks, and this one's called "Eye on It" by Party Next Door. Yeah. 
buy on it there by Parley next door. So when you're at Grimsby, were there any other highlights apart from this Tottenham game? I mean, any other games that sort of spring to mind when you, uh, you, you know, immediately remember them? Um, when I was in, uh, when I was at um, at uh, at Grimsby, uh, obviously yeah. uh, we we were able to reach the playoff the playoff final. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played uh, we played it was against uh, against Blackpool at Wembley. Yeah. And obviously, uh, when they had just been done, I think it was the first few years, maybe the first or second years, it, it was built, and obviously the stadium was impressive. The day was impressive. Uh, unfortunately, we were, weren't able to go out on that day. We lost. Yeah. Uh, playing at Wembley, uh, almost a dream for every footballer. Yeah, quite. And uh, I, I, I remember that day, and that was a highlight as well uh, of my career because now when I look back and I'm able to tell my friends that I played in that stadium, you know, uh, yeah. that makes me proud. Well, of course, I think I think Wembley is is more iconic to foreign players than it is to English players almost to a degree I think you know the the, the foreign players come up and think well they played at Wembley it is, it's a real real you know feather in their cap so to speak oh yeah you're right you know for, for us for Wayne like uh, Wembley is something that uh, uh, is it's well recognised the, the the most famous ground like uh, in the world so Wembley for us for Wayne it means a lot yeah. So well, when you when you're about to turn to your friends that have played at Wembley, uh, it's a big big thing here uh, at least for us, my friend. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And of course, uh, you know they've they've kind of, if you like, cheapened it a little bit over in England because like they play the the semi-finals of the FA Cup there now, as well as the FA Cup final, which I think is wrong. I think it should they should stick to the way they used to do it and just have the final at Wembley. It, it, it made it more of a match, yeah. really. But uh, that's... yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. I think uh, for me, it makes it more special when you when you play that one game at Wembley. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely, I totally agree. But um, when you when you were at Grimsby, you must have built up a pretty good relationship with Russell Slade because the fact that he came he came calling, you know, as soon as he'd left and he didn't ended up at Yeovil. Is that right? Yeah, I had a good relationship with uh, with Slade uh, all the time. You know, I used to talk quite often. Mm. Uh, obviously, when I left, uh, Russell was was uh, working during this time you were also a full international playing for the Democratic Republic of Congo yeah music now this one's called my one and my cranium I 
Why was that? Did they just not renew your contract? No, uh, I was offered a contract uh, by, by by the club. 
but obviously uh, Gordon came and uh, and offered me a better contract. Right, right. So uh, I, I told I told I told the club that uh, okay, uh, all right, I've got I've got another club offering that's offering me a little bit uh, more of a better contract. Are you can you match it? Or because uh, I enjoy it here, yeah. I'd like to stay. Unfortunately, the club wasn't wasn't able to match that contract. So I made a decision to go to to Oldham. Yeah. And uh, who was manager at Oldham when you were there? Uh, it was John Sheridan. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. John Sheridan was the manager there. And obviously, uh, that didn't go too well for me. Uh, obviously, I started to play. And then, uh, after that, I, I got a little bit distracted uh, in my own life, personal life. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't able to get um, my best for, for Oldham. No. Uh, over there. And obviously... I don't know, something was off uh, the club, the, the environment. I didn't quite like it. And uh, obviously, uh, it wasn't my best experience there. All that. So, so you went out on loan then to um, back to Grimsby, of all places, and um, uh, you scored a couple of goals there, according to this. Yeah, yeah, I scored a couple of goals uh, because uh, at the time, Matt Newell uh, was the manager there. Yeah. Uh, he wanted me to push forward a little bit more. Uh, he gave me more responsibilities, like going forward uh, in terms of, uh, of the team play. Yeah. And, and, and I was and I was able uh, to to score a few goals. Uh, I enjoyed to play for for my year, I have to say. Do you think the fact that he was a striker in his own career was a, a, a key yeah, factor he in that? Yeah, striker. He used to be a striker, Mike Newell. Yeah. And obviously, he gave me confidence. Uh, and I enjoyed playing uh, for him, obviously. Uh, if it wasn't for him, uh, I wouldn't have come uh, on loan no. uh, back to Brisbane, that's for sure. No, no. So you were there for, um, well, it sounds like you were there for a while. Hang on, let's have a look. What's it say here? Oh, yeah, for, for, for a year anyway, 21 appearances in the league. So, uh, yeah, that's not too bad then. Yeah, I was there for the, uh, you must have been for six months, something like that, I think. Maybe. Yeah. I must have been there for six months, unknown. And uh, obviously, uh, that would have me to, to, to play uh, and show what I could do uh, to in a place where I already knew the place, uh, I already knew the club. Mm. And uh, more music now, and this one's called "Meet Me Halfway" by the Black Eyed Peas. Spend my time just thinking, thinking, thinking about you Every single day, guess I'm really missing, missing you And all those things we used to, used to, used to, used to do Hey girl, what's up? We used to, used to be just me and you I spend my time just thinking, thinking, thinking about you Every single day, guess I'm really missing, missing you And all those things we used to, used to, used to do Hey girl, what's up? Yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? Sell the seven seas across the universe and go to other galaxies. Just tell me where to go, just tell me where you want to meet. I never get myself, myself to take me where you be. Cause girl, I want, I, I, I want you right now. I travel up town, town, I travel downtown. Wanna have you around, around like every single day. I love you always, wait, I'll meet you halfway.
halfway there by the black eyed peas so they're back in 2009 then you you um, you end up back at the oval again you've got a habit of going back to your, your old clubs haven't you <laughs> <laughs> yeah correct yeah uh i went back i, I went back to the club obviously uh and become the manager there and you obviously so, couldn't uh, live without me then, I guess. Is that the, that the reason you came back? I, I couldn't. You know what? You want just sat next to me in the dressing room as well. So, uh, <laughs> when I first came to Yolvold, <laughs> I used to talk a lot with him. Yeah. I used to ask him, Terry, uh, is your food on today? Are we going to eat today, Terry? I said, oh, okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Terry is a good, good guy uh, in the dressing room. He was tremendous for me when I was there. Uh... And obviously, uh, uh, literally, uh, as a player, uh, we used to be really close on the pitch, obviously, because I used to play dress in front of him. Mm. And we used to have that, uh, I would say, in the back five that we had, uh, with the back four and me just in front. Uh, Nathan Jones used to call us the back five. <laughs> and <laughs> he we would. Work really <laughs> 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 we used to work really well together. We had a great run. And obviously, um, at the time, Skiro uh, needed the player uh, in midfield. Uh, the season had started already when I, when I joined, uh, I remember. Um, and while well, the club didn't have the, the great start at the time, they, they needed a player in midfield to add a little bit of team into that midfield. And obviously, I was in contact over the summer uh, with, uh, with Skiro, and uh, he decided to, to bring in. And uh, and I was delighted that I made the choice to come back. Yeah, yeah. And you played forty nine games in the league that in in that two year spell that you were there, which is the longest you'd played for any club according to the this this list I've got here. Yeah, yeah. Well, apart from games, apart uh, from Nice, apart from Nice B, of course. Yeah. But um, apart yeah, from Nice, uh, yeah. At the time, at the time. Um, uh, at Yeovil, we had a young team. Um, uh, in Skirrett, and he, he made a good job, like uh, assembling uh, uh, a young team with players like uh, Stephen Falker uh, and others. Uh, John Obita, Ryan Mason at the time were young players on loan from Tottenham. Yeah, and uh, obviously uh, they were still learning their trades. So uh, when learning, and you have a young team, uh, obviously uh, in the league. Uh, 
it, it was a bit difficult at the time. So uh, I was one of the senior players at, uh, uh, at the particular time and uh, to, to, to try to, 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 to bring some results to the club. And obviously I play, I play, I play, I play, I play a lot of games uh, under, under Terry Skirton. Did you... Yeah. I was going to say, did you did you find your relationship with Terry uh, different in the fact that he was now the manager and not the player? It was different in, uh, in some ways because now uh, the first time when I when I left the club, I, I used to play with Terry. Yeah, and, and when I came back, I had to play under him. So for me, it was a little bit strange at first because. Uh, he was the one that, that was going to tell me what to do, when to do it, and I had to accept his authority. Yeah, yeah. In some way. Yeah. And because I was a senior player, other players used to look up to me. Mm -hmm. And if I was going to take it, other players would, would be able to take it. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, obviously, that transition uh, it took me a little bit of time to adjust. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and looking back, uh, I even think that I could even uh, I could have helped him a little bit more uh, in that regard. I think. Yeah, yeah. But um, nonetheless, you were back at a team that you obviously enjoyed, and and life was good. Was there any particular games that stand out in your memory from the second spell at Yeovil? Um, I can't I can't really I can't really point out to uh, a particular game, but I think overall. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, players with, with players like Ryan Mason uh, yeah. Stephen Coker uh, we used to stay in the same hotel uh, at the club when we were at the club Yeah, and it's, it's more about the relationships I, I would say Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, when you play in a club like Yoga I mean, the relationships are vital you know, the interaction, interactions yeah. with the players and, and with the people working around the club yeah, and, uh, and that that was that was great, and that's what I remember the most uh, yeah. in most of And of course, poor old Ryan Mason suffered a terrible problem with his uh, with his skull when he fractured his skull. Yeah, I know, I know. He, he had to quit uh, playing football, which was unfortunate. Yeah, yes. uh, he, he was really, really a great person. I mean, do you really hear? Uh, that someone was a great person all the time when something happened to him, but he, was, he, he really is a great person. Yeah. Uh, and it's unfortunate what happened to him. I think he would have been, you know, possibly still in the England, England side now if he'd have uh, not suffered that, yeah, uh, that, so too. that problem. I think so too. I he, think so too. We used to call him the young kaka. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was uh, he was a good player, that's for sure. I remember once we tried yeah. to do a tried to do a, a, a video interview, um, you know, part of my job up there, and and it was John Abika, Stephen Corker, Andros Townsend, and Ryan Mason. And do you think we could get them to do a proper interview? It took hours because they just constantly burst into laughter all the time it was unbelievable <laughs> but you can imagine you know what they're like so you can probably imagine how that happened yeah, I know. yeah I know another one of John Paul's tracks now this one's called Save Your Tears and it's by a band called The Weekend i 
Tears there by the weekend. So then in 2011, it time came to move on again, and you uh, went up the road a little bit to Bristol Rovers. I went along, I think it was a long year to, to, to Bristol Rovers. Uh, obviously, they were in a, in a, in a bad situation, fighting uh, for relegation. Uh, the manager at the time was Dave Penny. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, uh, he wanted to strengthen uh, his midfield. And uh, he wanted to add a little bit of skill as well, and he made me feel so that, that's how he came about. And uh, I, decided, I decided to go on loan. Obviously, I used to live, I used to live in Bristol already. Yeah. So, uh, so for me, uh, I felt that uh, my time at, at Continent uh, at the Oval as well. Right. I needed to move on, and uh, obviously, uh, uh, I was trying to. I was trying to to to, to save Mr. Rosa, the Rovers of uh, the club uh, fighting relegation. Yeah. And when I got there, uh, uh, it was really really a mess. Yeah. I have to say, situation I found there was was a difficult one uh, in terms of the players uh, and, and and the management. Uh, not everybody was behind the the, the manager. Uh-huh. That made it more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it did, and so in the end, you ended up at South End, and uh, down with with uh, Paul Sturrock. Yeah, Paul Sturrock. Yeah, a very good man, Paul Sturrock. Obviously, uh, went at South End, uh, had a good year. Uh, a good club. Uh, obviously, we had a good run uh, involved uh, in the playoff picture as well. Uh, obviously, Paul Sturrock. Um, yeah, I, I was. I, I've gone there in Newley already. I've got to say, in already. And uh, he needed a player like me in midfield as well with a bit of experience. And uh, when I got there, uh, he trusted me uh, on the pitch and he empowered me uh, in the dressing room. And uh, I had a great year as well uh, with, with Paul Sobert, obviously. Uh, uh, I had that, 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 that injury that, that, that stopped me there and uh, I had to put him into my career. Because mm. it, it says on, on this uh, Wikipedia thing, it says Kalala abruptly retired from football in 2012. Well, this was obviously because of this injury, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I thought uh, I was going to come back and, uh, and play because I'd never had a really, uh, big injury in my career. And when I done my knee, uh, I thought that, okay, it's going to be six months. Yeah. And then I'm going to come back and play. But after six months, I wasn't able to to move properly. I wasn't able to bend my knee and yeah. come back up, which uh, was what I was supposed to do at that moment. And uh, I had to rehab again for another few months 
and that is where I realized that uh, I, I was going to need another operation, yeah. which was going to put me out for another 12 months. Uh, and I couldn't, uh, after that, for me, it was over, really. Yeah. I was never going to, to come back after that, after nearly two years, uh, and be the same player uh, at the time. So I needed to quit. Yeah. So um, you, you, you obviously hung up your boots, which must have been, you know, a bit. Um a bit traumatic for you, I guess, after, you know, two horrible injuries such as that. But um, tell me about, you, you know, life now in France. I mean, uh, you, you live in Nice with all the all the beautiful people over there. What's it like? Yeah, obviously, uh, when I had to quit, to quit uh, playing football, that was brutal. We had a bad time, uh, and it was hard to get over that because uh, for me, I thought I was going to play forever, and I thought I was going to believe for it. Yeah, and you, you, you really realize that uh, that really can happen to anyone at any time. And when I came back uh, to Nice, I didn't know what to do. Uh, I've never had a proper job, like I would say, in my life. Yeah. So now uh, I knew that uh, I wanted to invest some money at some point with my brother, who used to be a hairdresser. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And um, obviously, uh, he was he had been a barber, and he was a barber for for over fifteen years already. And uh, he used to he had, he had clients like famous clients uh, here in Nice, uh, Monaco players, Nice players, uh, Paris Saint Germain players came to see him. So uh, we decided to open the, a big barber shop. Right. And uh, I partnered with my brother here in Nice, opened the barber shop. Uh, uh, which is successful uh, until now. We have another one, and, and, and it's going great. Uh, but obviously, uh, that wasn't what I wanted to do. I wasn't involved. I was just there to. I was just there to to, to, to deal with the the, the, the the very basic stuff that we need uh, in terms of the, the materials and, and stuff like that. But that wasn't for me really. Uh, I wanted to play football and. Uh, and uh, it was a few months ago uh, I had uh, the opportunity now uh, to work as a scout here yeah. for Queen's Park Rangers. All right, yeah. So uh, when I had that opportunity, uh, for me, uh, uh, that was great. I just took it because I wanted to stay in football and that was not my chance to stay in football. And uh, now uh, I'm working as a scout for Queen's Park Rangers here in France. Uh, and, and I'm doing quite well. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. And and you don't do it. No hairdressing at all now, then. No, my brother. My brother is still open, though. Yeah. And you can you can get you can come get a haircut if you want any time. Well, no, what, what, what I was thinking, it, it seems to be that the 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 in thing these days is that uh, you fly in your own international hairstylist to do your hair. So I was kind of thinking yeah. that you know maybe I'd fly you over to do my hair for me. Anytime, my friend. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> well, the biggest problem is I haven't got a Learjet knocking about to be able to fly you over in. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> so, so since you've been uh, since you've been um, scouting for uh, QPR, have you un unearthed any little gems for them? Oh, you know, there's a lot of talent. Yeah, uh, there, there's a lot of talent uh, around. Let me see. Uh, my work that I'm doing for them is confidential, confidential so I'm not going to be able to tell you. All <laughs> oh, right, you're going to be a bore, are you? I see. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but I mean, you, uh, you do it all in France, so not not anywhere else, or do you do you, uh, you, you no, go, just in France, just, just in France. Yeah, I'm, yeah. The, I'm 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 their guy for 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 the, for, for France, obviously. Yeah, you ever come across King Eric? So every time. Uh, Eric Cantona he's talking about? Yeah. No, I've not seen him. I've not seen him at all. You know what I do? I have to go. My job is to, to go and watch games. Uh, I watch a lot of games. I watch more between three and five games a week. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I'm always on the road, always on the road, always watching, scouting players. Yeah. And, 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 and when I find players that I like, I need to make sure that I get all the information uh, possible mm. to be able to give to, to the club. 
and from then they're going to make their decision uh, if they want to go forward or not with, with a player. But obviously me, uh, I enjoy being on the road, I enjoy watching games, uh, see players, talk to players, talk to agents, talk to, to clubs they want to and um, that's a great job, obviously. Yeah, so um, what was I going to say? Uh, I mean, the next thing I can see you saying is you're going to become an agent next. Uh, it's never been a goal for me to become an agent no? because I know that uh, it's not it's not an easy world to be in. Obviously, uh, being an agent, uh, I, I've seen agent, I've been around agent, and I know the players sometimes uh, uh, they get lied to by agents. And I don't want to be one of them. No. Uh, I think uh, uh, I'm happy where I am, you know, doing some scouting, yeah. uh, uh, in a recruitment department. That, that's what that's what I like. That's where I want to be. I've got a nice old player. Uh, I know players. I know what's required uh, in this country, uh, and uh, that's good enough for me. Yeah. Well, about- obviously, I have to work with agents. Yeah. And uh, I work well with them. Obviously, I work well with agents. Uh, and uh, that's part of the job. Well, I think I think well, some of the agents I think are absolutely. I, I just think they're highwaymen, quite honestly. I mean, this guy that represents Paul Pogba, I think he is an absolute highwayman. I mean, the amount of money he makes yeah. out of it is just crazy, crazy. Yeah, I know. I know. Sometimes you see some things in football with, with agents that uh, I understand why people are. Uh, can have that opinion uh, about some of them. Obviously, they're not all like that. Some no. of them are more easy to work with than others, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And why I, why I have a problem, I mean, with agents is when they think about their interest more than they think about it, the player's interest. Yeah, quite. That's, that's what I have a problem. And uh, obviously, like I said, uh, some agents are better than others. So, do you ever come over to England to to get, see games, or you 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 know? I mean, do you come over to QPR occasionally? Yeah, yeah. Uh, last time I, I came to QPR was probably two months ago. Yeah, we have uh, we have two meetings uh, with the scouting department. Uh, we're trying to go over 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 everybody's work, uh, the players, targets. And uh, we try to, to, to meet as often as possible. Obviously, I'm working with great people there, a great team. Hmm. And uh, that's part of the thing that uh, we have to do uh, to be able to to to, to provide the best, uh, the, the, the best service as possible to the club. Well, when football gets back to normality again, you'll have to come down to Yeovil next time you're over. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we we can go out and have uh, some mounds too in the restaurant or something, can't we? <laughs> of course, of course, of course. If I, if I ever come back to Yobo, I'll make sure to see you and invite you to the restaurant to have some mounds too. <laughs> you have my word. <laughs> I'll hold you to that, old dog. I will hold you to that. But um, going 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 back to your life at the hairdressers just briefly, did you have any? I mean, is was it a sort of a, you know? Do you have any film stars anything like that? I mean, niece is quite. A, you know, a, a haven for famous film stars type people, isn't it? What was in this festival? We haven't had any. We haven't had any film stars. It was more in the sports world. All right, yeah. Uh, yeah. More, yeah, footballers from from all over the country. Yeah. Uh, especially in the summer, uh, when they come, they, they come to us. Uh, we have uh, we have a couple of singles as well. Yeah. Uh, when they come to 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 hold show uh, down, obviously they need a hairdresser, and uh, we are the one that they call all the time. Uh, we haven't had any 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 people in the film industry just yet. Might change, but. Yeah, well, I usually get a, a young lady comes to my house and cuts my hair, but of course, because we've got this lockdown now, um, I probably have to let it go really long, and then I'll give you a call and you can come over and sort it out. All right. All right. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant, my son. You can't on me. 
Brilliant. Well, look, thanks ever so much, John Paul, for this. I really appreciate it, mate. Um, I will let you know when it's going to be broadcast. This is on the internet, so you'll better listen to it if you if you feel inclined to do that. And um, I will. Best of luck in your coaching. Uh, sorry, your scouting career with with Queens Park Rangers. I shall be keeping my eyes open for players that you've discovered making their debut for QPR. And uh, don't forget, little okay. old Yeovil, and come down and see us soon. <laughs> I will. Thank you very much for having me. Okay, that's brilliant. Well, there we go then. The old war horse, Jean-Paul Collala, over in Nice in France, but uh, obviously involved with Queen's Park Rangers nowadays as well, so who knows, we might well yet see him at uh, down at Yeovletown. So that's it for this week. So join us again next week here on Three Valleys Radio. Stay.